Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. It's Rebecca. And it's Mary. How are you guys? Did you like that? <laughs> that was my Dak Shepard impression. It was? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. I don't I don't watch that show. But... It's a podcast. <laughs> oh. Okay, you said Dax and yeah, I was Dax. thinking of sc- Scrubs. I don't think he's on Scrubs. But Every- anyway. Everyone, I don't watch Scrubs. <laughs> Anyway. Just side note from whatever Mary was saying. <laughs> um, armchair expert, Dak Shepard, great podcast. Nothing to do with what we talk about, but he's a cool, cool guy. Cool. Um, if if you're ever listening, Dax, I like you and I like your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we both know you're not on Scrubs. <laughs> Anywho. This uh, is a swig of history. I don't know if we said that yet. We didn't, but I feel okay. like if you're here, you know by now. Probably. You should probably know. By if, episode are we five. ever going to get to a point where we cannot? No, we have to say it every time. Oh, it's right. actually the law of podcasts. Yeah. All these, you know. This is a swig of history. <clears throat> you're just putting all these rules on me. I don't like <laughs> Look, it. Look, I didn't write the rule book, okay? <laughs> so today, <laughs> it's a topic that we're doing. <laughs> Because it's Women's History Month. Yes, it's Women's History Month. So we're doing a topic on women because it's Women's History Month. Yeah, so we chose some some cool women from history. Yeah, yeah. and I, for some reason, felt like super restricted by this topic. <laughs> Mary's like, if I can't include a dick in this story, I don't know what we're doing here. Seriously, I kept texting Rebecca and I felt like she got real annoyed with me <laughs> by like the fifth text. <laughs> And she was like, she texted me back after like the fifth text. And I was like, I don't know who I want to do. I'm feeling really tied down by this topic. And she's like, literally pick whatever you want. It just has to be a woman. (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, she's getting a little annoyed with me. I got to stop texting her. No, no. I wasn't, I honestly wasn't really annoyed, but I could see how you would think that. No, I was just, um, I thought it was funny that you were like, this is hard. Like, it's <laughs> like, you just, she, all, the only things you had to include was a woman. A woman. Yeah. Listen, I have an older brother. I, 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 <laughs> and I, a younger <laughs> sister. And a younger sister. I joined the branch of the military with the most men. I don't know. I just, okay. it's hard for me to, to, I don't know. I mean, you could have just not, told a story I guess about I'm me, not even. feminist. Like, don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But I did look up facts about Women's History Month. Not really facts, but I honestly didn't really know what it was. I It's, like, so yeah. weird. Because until, like, last year, I really didn't know that there even was a Women's History Month. I know. I don't even think about it. You were the one who brought it up, so I was like, all right, let's do it. Well, I kept seeing it this year, so I was like, uh, I guess we have to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. Um, I mean, yes. yes. <laughs> we, we, it's, Look, it, yes. a history-themed month for a history podcast is like just a pot of gold, um, isn't it? Unless it's about women, apparently, and then there's no good stories because women are just always in the kitchen. So. Yeah. Um, but before we jump into it, uh, the first female Marine was Opha Mae Johnson. Cool. Right? Yeah. 
<laughs> See, now I don't, now I'm, like, feeling stupid, like, I don't remember. I'm looking it up. Oh, I well, thought you were well, telling I'm me, I'm looking up the year, I think, 1918, I think. Let me look it up for all my devils up out there. Opham A. Johnson, 1918. Yeah, so knowledge for all my, my devils. So that's a little women's history for everybody. That was the first female Marine in 1918? Yeah. Dude, that's, like, a few years before we could even vote. Yeah. When can we start voting? 1920. Good job. <laughs> We're having a really hard time remembering that year. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I looked up what Women's History Month was, and I'm going to read it off to you. I found this on womenshistorymonth.gov, believe cool. it or not. <laughs> wow. Government website. <laughs> okay. Women's History Month had its origins as a national celebration in 1981 when Congress passed Publication L.97-28, which authorized and requested the president to proclaim the week beginning March 7, 1982, as Women's History Week. Throughout the next five years, Congress continued to pass joint resolutions designating a week in March as Women's History Week. Did you know that? I didn't know. It's all new information for me, too. Yeah, that's cool. In 1987, after being petitioned by the National Women's History Project, Congress passed Publication L. I don't know if I'm reading that right, but whatever. Publication L.100-9, which designated the month of March 1987 as Women's History Month. Between 1988 and 1994, Congress passed additional resolutions requesting and authorizing the president to proclaim March of each year as Women's History Month. Since 1995, presidents have issued a series of annual proclamations designating the month of March as Women's History Month. Cool. These proclamations celebrate the contributions women have made to the United States and recognize the specific achievements women have made over the course of American history in a variety of fields. And that's what it is. That's very exciting. That being said, I'm covering a female outlaw. (laughs) We cover all the achievements women have made in a variety of fields. I'm covering a fucking badass bitch outlaw who broke the law. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Belle Starr. Already love her name. Yeah. American outlaw known as the bandit queen by some. Not all, but some. So her full name is Myra Maybell Shirley Reed Starr, a.k.a. Bell Star. Long name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's an outlaw in the Wild West. Not really the West, but it was wild. Oh. I don't, like, kind of the West, but we'll, we'll get there. So let's go. Bell Star was born on February 5th. 19, uh, 18, <laughs> 1848. So oh, she dang. 1848 on her family's farm near Carthage, Missouri. Sick. I don't know where that is. Do you? Um, You know, what's funny is I, I know it's in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, no. That's I not, put two that's and two together the there. That's not the thing. Okay. But <laughs> I have this sweater that I got at the thrift store and it's like, this building that looks like Hogwarts, and then it says only in Carthage, Missouri. Oh my God, there you so go. So I have There's like a... some weird connection to it. 
It, that's her sweater that you're wearing. Oh Did my you god, Bell's sweater. She went to that Carthage, Missouri college. Just oh. kidding, she didn't. Or whatever it was, <laughs> Hogwarts. Okay, the farm grew wheat and corn, and they also raised hogs and horses. Bell received a classical education and learned piano. While graduating from Missouri's Carthage Female Academy, that's probably the sweater that you were wearing. It Maybe. was hers, probably. Yeah, a little yeah. zip-up hoodie. No, it wasn't a zip. It's a, it's oh. a pullover. Well, it, it was probably hers. <laughs> 1848? Come on. They had sure, those. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> a private institution that her father helped to found. So fancy. Oh. Uh, now it's the Civil War. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got, like, all this information from Wikipedia and History.com. Cool. I forgot to say that in the beginning. And as always, our direct links are always in the show notes. So yeah. if you're, like, needing to fact check us or you're just nosy or you're a nerd, go yeah. there. And as always, I'm not a historian and I don't care if you don't think I'm not good at history because I didn't major in history and I'm not planning to and go back is, to grad school for it. So this is fuck just off. a swig, okay? Yeah. You're just getting a swig. We're just having history. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so now it's a civil war. Boom. Almost 20 years have passed, and no one gives a fuck about Belle's early life, apparently. Yeah. Um, Same with my story. Or nothing really interesting happened. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, here we go. After a union attack on Carthage in 1864, the Shirleys moved to Thyene, Texas, and I put the pronunciation there because I kept saying it wrong when I was writing this. Thyene, Texas. <laughs> In Texas, Belle began her lifelong pattern of associating with men of questionable character. (laughs) And that's quoted from (laughs) History.com. They were like, she fucked around with the wrong dude. (laughs) Okay. According to legend, it was at Syene that the Shirleys became associated with a number of Missouri... Missouri. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Missouri, Missouri-born criminals, <coughs> including Jesse James and the Younger Brothers. Jesse James, if you don't know, was an American outlaw, bank, and train robber, gorilla, not the animal, <laughs> and leader of the James Younger Gang. <laughs> Wait, did you think he was the animal? No, I just, <laughs> you read my fucking mind. I was like, oh, so he was a gorilla. <laughs> Um, Bell allegedly knew the Youngers and the James boys because she had grown up with them in Missouri. So, here we go. She is linking up with criminals. Outlaws, baby. Dastardly men. We're doing it. So, from a young age, she's like, I love these bad boys. <laughs> I love them. She's basically Mary. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Fuck you. Earlier, you were like, I just hate women. I just like hate all the guys. <laughs> I run with the boys. And just always like hanging out with dudes. <laughs> it's just like I get so much I get along so much better with guys. <laughs> I run with the men. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Um yeah, I'm not offended. You look offended. I could not be You guys. She's smiling, offended. but I could see the pain in her eyes. <laughs> uh this is why I don't hang out with women. <laughs> <laughs> um can i keep telling my story i'm so sorry will you allow it please i'll allow it okay please i'll allow it please please uh okay uh okay so already she's like fed up with the man she's just hanging out with criminals cool 
which is kind of like you because you're always like fuck the man. True, I don't that like is the me. Man, I don't like men. I don't, don't like pull the me man. Down. No, I like men. Come uh, on. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, her brother John A M initials. Okay. <laughs> A lot of initials. Okay. John A M finger quotes Bud. Oh, <laughs> Shirley. Was called Captain Shirley by local Confederate sympathizers. He did not appear on any list of Quantrill's raiders, but rode with a group who were called Partisans. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what his name. I just can't get over it. Lots of cool names in this story, by yeah, the way. Yeah. By the way. Um, but rode with a group who were called Partisans by some and Bushwhackers by Union sympathizers. Bushwhackers could be taken as a sexual term. (laughs) Uh, Bud Shirley was killed in 1864 in Sarcoxy, Missouri. Don't know if I'm saying that right. While he and another scout were eating at the home of a Confederate sympathizer, Union troops surrounded the house, and when Bud attempted to escape, he was shot and killed. The Union troops were like, you're dead. <laughs> you're not our bud. <laughs> <laughs> you're not A.M. bud to us, buddy. <laughs> okay. Civil War is over. You A.M. not bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Civil War is over. The Reed family. Sorry. Our... Okay. The Reed family also moved to Syene. Okay. Making sure I'm saying that right. Syene. And Belle married Jim Reed in 1866. Two years later, she gave birth to her first child, Rosie Lee, nicknamed Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> so the names, names like, in this they have just were killing me. A name and then a nickname that's completely totally unrelated. Just off the wall. <laughs> Pearl. I do love that name, though. Belle always harbored a strong sense of style. Which fed into her later legend. She used to ride side saddle while dressed in a black velvet riding outfit <laughs> and a plumed hat, which wow. I looked up. and It's a feather, right? Yeah, Big I didn't feather. know that. Yeah. Plumed. So it's, you're correct. It's just a uh, fancy hat with a feather on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to so... go Kentucky Derby or whatever it is. The plumed hats. Right? I've never been there. I'm not like. Don't they I'm wear not... fancy hats at that the horse racing thing? I've never been there. Look, I'm not cultured like you are. Somebody <laughs> knows about the Kentucky Derby other than not myself, me. right? <laughs> um, she carried two pistols with cartridge belts across her hips. Dude, Fucking bad like, ass. Her outfit. So I just cool. want to wear it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like black velvet. Sign me up. <laughs> I know. Cartridge belts, cartridge belts across her hips, like, Fuck stop. yeah. Um, Reed turned to crime and was wanted for murder in Arkansas, which caused the family to move to California. So I guess they were in the West. Sure. Um, where their second Charl- child. <laughs> Charles. Charles. <laughs> James Edwin, a.k.a. Eddie. So there you go. There's a normal nickname. Finally. Well. It's still the middle name, though. It is. Was born in 1871. Later returning to Texas, Reed was involved with several criminal gangs. 
So, I mean, she's always been involved with criminals. She fucking loves it. She needs the rush. She (laughs) needs the rush. Give me a hit. While Reed initially tried his hand at farming, he would grow restless. (laughs) No shit. He needs the fast life. (laughs) Like, come on. Uh, He was used to that fast life or crime and gang gang. He fell in (laughs) with bad company, the Star Clan. Ooh. A Cherokee family notorious for whiskey, cattle, and horse thievery in the Native American territory, now Oklahoma, um, as well as his wife's old friends, the James and Younger Gangs. Mm. So he was with the Star Clan and the James and Younger Gangs, and he was (laughs) getting a little crazy, getting a little goofy. Mm. Doing the crime. So they're messing around with their old and new crew and having a ball. In April 1878, despite a lack of any evidence, a warrant was issued for her arrest for a stagecoach robbery by her husband and others. Reed was killed in August of that year in Paris, Texas, where he had settled down with his family. So, she was arrested, Reed was killed. Killed. Husband, dead. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. 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 Belle was briefly married for three weeks to Charles Younger, uncle of Cole Younger. Remember the Younger Younger gang? Oh, right. I was like, am I supposed to know (laughs) The gang? The criminals? The outlaws? Right. In 1878, but this is not substantiated by any evidence. So she may have been married again right after or something. We don't know. Mm, Okay. There are numerous claims that Belle's daughter, Pearl Reed, was actually Pearl Younger. (gasps) Can you believe that? I can't. But in Cole Younger's autobiography, uh, he discounted that as rubbish and stated (laughs) what he knew truly of Belle. So marrying, husband dies, marrying... Maybe or maybe not. Off to the next. Who knows? She's like, my husband's dying. I'm getting married again. We'll see. In 1880, she married a Cherokee man named Sam Starr. Star Clan member. Another yep, game. I remember. Another outlaw game. <laughs> She's like, I need to keep marrying these men. <laughs> and settled marriage, with, marriage. And settled with the Starr family in Native American territory. There, she learned ways of organizing, planning, and fencing for wrestlers, horse thieves, and bootleggers, as well as harboring them from the law. That's awesome. This is when she really starts coming into her own as an outlaw. Belle's illegal enterprises proved lucrative enough for her to employ bribery to free her colleagues (laughs) from the law whenever they were caught. Bribery. Yeah, so whenever her colleagues were caught, she's like, here, I don't give a fuck. I can afford it. <laughs> I'm wearing velvet. You're going to take the money and Here's I'm gonna, my, my friends are going to go. Me and my newest husband can afford it. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about this part. In 1883, Belle and Sam were arrested by Bass Reeves. <laughs> name bass find yourself a man named bass i'm so stoked <laughs> i thought you were gonna say bass reads i was like this man should, does he live in a river <laughs> no so i'm super stoked about bass so i kind of went off story a little bit okay bass reeves 
who I'm just super into him. I think I want to <laughs> do a story on him whenever we do a topic that would make sense. Sure. Was an American law enforcement officer. He okay. was the first black U.S. deputy marshal Sick. west of the Mississippi <laughs> River. Bass. He worked, I love his name, he worked mostly in Arkansas and the Oklahoma Territory. During his long career, he had on record more than 3,000 arrests of dangerous criminals and shot and killed 14 of them in alleged self-defense. So he's like, fuck you, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> okay, but, but 3,000 lo- people, oh my only God. 14 died? Yeah. In the like, Wild West? In the Wild, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, I know. was like, so he killed like so 2,500. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, Bass Reeves, get yourself a guy named Bass. Um. Anyway, so they got arrested by Bass. Okay. Bass, Bass, Bass. Sounds bass like Reeves, an honor. Bass Reeves. Honestly. Honestly, you he can arrest like me. fucking famous. <laughs> Um, anyway, they were charged with horse theft and tried before the hanging judge, Isaac Parkerin, in Fort Smith, Arkansas. The prosecutor was United States Attorney W.H.H. Clayton. Bell was found guilty and served nine months at the Detroit House of Corrections in Detroit, believe it or not. Oh. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) Michigan. (laughs) Uh, Belle proved to be a model prisoner, and during her time in jail, she won the respect of prison matron. Mm. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's just the matron of the prison. Yeah, probably the lady who runs it. In contrast, (laughs) Sam was incorrigible and assigned to hard labor. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's like, I don't fucking care. I'm not listening to you guys. Fuck Bass Reeves. Yeah. Well, Belle was smart. She was like, I'll just be good and not have to do any hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Sam was like, I'm not listening to any fucking people. (laughs) Yeah, see? Yeah, see? (laughs) (laughs) See? I was wondering if you're gonna let that go, and, uh, but nope. <laughs> I'll never. I never will. I never fucking will. In 1886, she eluded conviction on another theft charge: stealing, marrying, bitch. whatever the fuck she wants to do. She's all over the place. Yeah. But on December 17, Sam Starr was involved in a gunfight with his cousin, law officer cousin. Frank West. Huh? I said cousin. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're Canadian. Um, how like Wild West can you get? Like you're an outlaw and your cousin is a lawman and you get in a gunfight? With your cousin, yeah. <laughs> With your cousin. <laughs> yeah. V West. Here you go. Both men were killed. Oh my god. <laughs> That's like the Why most we wild West thing. <laughs> yeah. Like both drop. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Okay. Oh. The epitome of wild westism. <laughs> Did okay. you write that? No, I just came up with okay. that on the spot. <laughs> wow. Off the dome. Okay. Um Belle's life as an outlaw queen and what <laughs> had been the happiest relationship of her life no. <laughs> abruptly ended no. with her husband's death. By her marriage to Sam Starr, she was also aunt, or aunt, wherever you're from and however you want me to fucking say it. Aunt. I say aunt up here in Chicago. Or aunt, depending on where you're from we in Chicago. A pop <laughs> we all see to shit our aunts. 
Uh, she was she was auntie to Henry Starr, another notorious outlaw who Did has own fucking. You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. Okay, she's a little like hussy. Watch this. Watch. I'm watching. <laughs> For the last two years of her life, gossips and scandal sheets linked her to a series of men with colorful names, including Jack Spaniard, Jim French. Can you believe that? Jack Spaniard, Jim French. <laughs> like, what get are these creative. Names? And Blue Duck. <laughs> Native American. Yeah, okay. That makes you're sense. You're like, all right, all right. Don't yell at me. <laughs> um, pictured below. I'll show you the picture and you're going to die. Okay. Not not at him, but at oh, her. Okay. Cool. He's actually a little cutie. Oh. Um, Wait, Blue Duck is? Blue Duck's a cutie. I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds That's cool. my future son's name. No, that would be appropriation. You can name your kids whatever you want. Beyonce named her daughter Blue Ivy. Yeah, sure, but she's, she's Beyonce. I'm not Beyonce. <laughs> You're Rebecca. They're like, why does white bitch give her kid a Native American name? <laughs> you don't need to go fucking belittle yourself here. Come okay. on. You guys, it's fine. Um. So anyway, after which, in order to keep her residence on Native American land, <laughs> she's a little sneaky sneak. Okay, so she just wanted to keep living there. So sure. she married a relative of Sam Starr, Jim July Starr, oh. Oh. who was some 15 years younger than she was. Oh. She loves getting married. So she's just using <laughs> a relative of weddings, her weddings, deceased weddings. husband to stay on that land. Sure. I'm going to scroll down really quick to show you a picture of her and Blue Duck. Oh. So he's fine. He's kind of cute. No, you're totally right. He's super cute. Let's take a look at her really quick. (laughs) Oh, no. So she's about 40 in that picture. Wow. How old would you say she looks? She looks 60. (laughs) (laughs) Minimum. Yeah. She looks like she's had a real hard life. Yeah. She looks like she's been married multiple times. Totally. And is stressed out constantly. (laughs) She looks like, yeah, she's living a She looks like she's an outlaw. (laughs) So our girl... Doesn't look great. Blue Duck's fine, though. Literally, he's pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like his hat. Um, okay. On February 3rd, 1889, two days before her 41st birthday, in the picture she looks like she's pushing 80, <laughs> she was killed. <laughs> this is unsolved oh. and seems to be a conspiracy. Dun-dun. She was riding home from a neighbor's house in Oklahoma when she was ambushed. Someone was so sick of her marrying people. <laughs> They're like, no more. <laughs> enough is enough. Enough with your black velvet and your I marriages. <laughs> okay, after she fell off her horse, she was shot again to no. make sure she was dead. Her death resulted from shotgun wounds to the back, neck, shoulder, and face. She basically got obliterated with those shotgun blasts, if, if that story is true. Right. Um, legend said she was shot with her own double barrel shotgun. Mm. I mean, like, so yeah, double barrel shotgun, four shots, you're dead. Uh, but I mean, like, <laughs> <you're dead. laughs> how did they get her own shot? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the theories. The, the scuffs. According to Frank... Pistol Pete Eaton. <laughs> They're like, the Frank, names. we're going to go ahead and call you Pistol Pete. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pistol Frank doesn't have the same ring to it. 
Freaky Frank. Yeah, Freaky Frank. <laughs> um, or fuck you, Frank. <laughs> oh, fucking Frank. <laughs> fucking Frank. <laughs> Her death was due to different circumstances. Um, she had been attending a dance. That's it. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she danced to her death. Uh, Frank Eat- Eaton, Pistol Pete, had been the last person to dance with Belle Star when Edgar Watson, clearly intoxicated, had asked to dance with her. When Belle Star declined, he later followed her. Uh oh. When on the way home, she stopped to give her horse a drink at the creek. So wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Right? He shot and killed her. No. According to Frank Eaton, Eaton, I don't know, Eaton? Eaton? Eaton. He's Eaton. He's full. (laughs) Um, Earlier you said, eat, eat, (laughs) Eaton. It's because it's like, I don't know how to do that tea. Is it Eaton? Is it Eaton? I I would just go Eaton. Swallow the tea. Uh, Watson was tired, convicted, and executed. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tried, not tired. I was like, okay, he was Watson. Wow, what a murder. (laughs) He was tired. V tired now. Okay, Watson was tried, convicted, and executed by hanging for the murder. Again, that's not, you know, this isn't said and done. We're not sure. However, Another story says there were no witnesses and no one was ever convicted of the murder. And this seems to be what I was reading more. Like, no one fucking knows what happened here and no one got convicted. And there's also multiple YouTube videos on this. So if you want to search YouTube, this is like a big conspiracy. And this is kind of why she got famous is because no one knows why she's dead. (laughs) Um, Typical. <laughs> Women only being recognized when they're dead. Well, who killed this lady? <laughs> and maybe that's why I found it so interesting. <laughs> no, she had, a, she had an awesome, colorful life, too. Yeah. Like, if she was just some she's, Western lady what, who got killed. She's would, tired. Yeah. She's she t- looks tired. Yes, she's definitely tired. <laughs> okay. Um, suspects with an apparent motive included her new husband and both of her children. Not Blue Duck. Uh, Blue Duck's not her husband. It's Jim July Star, 15 years I, younger I than her. I thought she married Blue Duck. She was just fucking him. That Makes was just sense. a lover. Yeah. <laughs> just you a look blue at him. Fuck. He doesn't want to commit. <laughs> 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 fuck Blue Duck. You know? Okay. Um, okay, suspects with an apparent motive included her new husband and both of her children, as well as Edgar J. Watson, one of her sharecroppers, because he was afraid she was going to turn him into the authorities and as as an escaped murderer from Florida with a price on his head. Watson, who was killed in 1910, was tried for her murder, but was acquitted, and the ambush has entered Western lore as unsolved. Dun dun. I also read that she was just straight up shot twice in the back and no one has a fucking clue who did it. So that's pretty brutal. Right. Just yeah. shot twice in the back. Like what a pussy. Yeah, that's not you know? cool. Um, I wish I could tell you what happened. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I think happened. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Um, like I mentioned above, I think someone just shot her twice in the back. Because she stole a horse, mm-hmm. which she tended to like to do. Sure. Horse theory was, like, top of her list. Or she had an affair because she did like to fuck around and get married and just... She loved men. Yeah, she did. Is what she liked. 
to do. Just a love on men. Of fine men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did the the history.com quote say? Like, uh, not not great men. Yeah. Um. So yeah, or like a deal went bad or something like mm. that. So, yeah, so she just got shot twice in the back because I liked that one. So whoever it was that shot her looked at her and said, I thought you was a thug. Bitch, come get it back in blood. (laughs) (laughs) Little song reference there. Little little song reference there. I think it's currently trending at like number number one on, uh, on Apple Music. Yeah, Mary had to Poosh show me Poosh I see and Lil Durk. Anyone? I, I had to show Rebecca's song. She yeah. doesn't listen to my music. No, it's not bad. <sighs> I just don't listen to, like, TikTok. Any music. No, That's not TikTok. <laughs> but you said it's trending on TikTok. No, I said it's trending on, like, all music platforms. <laughs> but I, I do like TikTok. I'm not a boomer, I swear. <laughs> I know I sound like one right now. Um, I don't listen to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the music platform? TikTok? <laughs> Um, but anyway, she could not get it back in blood because she, in fact, did become deceased. Because she was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, correct. I guess we'll never know what happened. And that's it. In the end. And she died. Oh, rest in peace, everybody. Here she is. Here she is. There she is. I liked it. That's pretty much it, yeah. I liked it. She, she... did what she wanted. She didn't give a fuck about the scandal rags. She did what she, she wanted. She got it over and she over again. She married a lot of different guys and fucked a lot of different guys and a lot of different types of guys. Yeah. Get it, girl. Yeah. All right. Should I go? I would love if you did. Here we go. So, um, mine, like yours, there's actually not a lot of information about her life. And kind of, like, the biggest events are summed up in, like, a couple of events. Okay. <laughs> but um, I did I did give... Okay, so let me just get into it. Yeah, so, please. I am doing the Native American Cheyenne woman. Her name is Buffalo Cheyenne, Cat. though? Yeah, Cheyenne. Oh, oh okay. I like, was like, wait, are you doing Cherokee? Because Sam Star no, was Cherokee. No, Could Cheyenne. you imagine? Not Cherokee. We're um, both doing... Like Wild West type. I know, isn't that funny? Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. Might as well just make this a Wild West. No, literally, um, they were born in like the 1840s. Both of our people were. So, um, so Buffalo Calf Road Woman was also known as Braid Woman. Um, and I think in their native tongue, her name they were unclear whether this was, but I think her name was Mutsi Miuna. And I don't know if I'm saying that right correctly. I apologize. You're about to get canceled. <sighs> Mutsi Miuna. It's a pretty name if, if, I'm sure however you say it. Anyway, so she was born in 1844. Um, little is known about her early life and about her life in general. Um, <laughs> no one knows anything about yeah, it. But also, again, Native American woman, probably people aren't like rushing to write her story down. They were just like, have a baby and get out of my face. Um, like most women, yeah, arguably. Yeah, no, Except exactly. Belle Starr because she just liked to fuck. She yeah, did have babies, exactly. though. Well, I mean, she's like, that's only part of my life. (laughs) Um, Okay, so she married a warrior. His name was Black Coyote. I Mm, love that name. 92. Yeah. So they had two children together. Um, Like I said earlier, she was a part of the Cheyenne, the Northern Cheyenne tribe specifically, because there was like Northern and Southern Cheyenne tribes. 
Um, and so they were a tribe of Great Plains American Indians um, who lived in the areas we know as Minnesota, Montana, Oklahoma, and parts of Colorado, Wyoming, and South Dakota. Cold. They're all over the place. Um, and so hunting was central to their culture. Um, it gave them many of the supplies needed for daily life, food and materials for clothing, tools, weapons, and their homes. Um, the family units normally had a couple with one or two children. So that was exactly her family, her and Black Coyote and her two kids. Um, and the children were taught their roles in society from a young age by their parents but they had plenty of time to play. <laughs> Just have to make Don't sure everyone knows Don't you worry. <laughs> they, they did play. Don't forget it. They were allowed to play. So um, <laughs> the, the girls were responsible for duties around the home, cooking, cleaning, setting up, and taking down the teepees. Mm. Um, I know. Boys would learn to hunt, fish, and fight. That's what I would want to do. Yeah, I See, feel... See, I, I say thank God I was born during this time yeah, true, though. because i would be like executed <laughs> in like, every other time yeah no honestly I, I believe i probably would be too for my i would believe it I, no i would believe i would be You're too like, i would have been the one who killed you no i'm saying i would have been killed too like i know we would have been, been killed together we would have been burned as witches together like <laughs> they would have been like stop trying to fight you're gonna die stop it um okay so they <laughs> <laughs> they lived in uh, earthen lodges and then later teepees, like I mentioned earlier. Um, so they were actually originally a farming society, which is interesting. But once they got horses, um, they were better able to hunt the buffalo. So their main food source changed from vegetables to... <laughs> Okay, that was my dog. They're, they're, <laughs> every episode. I know, every episode. You're going to hear them. Their main food source changed from vegetables to buffalo meat. And they mm, also ate bison fruits, burger, nuts, berries, and fish. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, all, everything sounds delicious. I know, I'm like, I'm getting hungry. Um, So, <laughs> so they were, they were hunters. And uh, so if a buffalo herd came by, they were able to pack up their homes, teepees, supplies, everything within a matter of minutes so they yeah. could hunt the buffalo. Badass. Yeah, which is so cool. Um, so the Cheyenne were friends with the Lakota and the Ara- Arapaho, which... Um, Arapaho. Arapaho, thank you. I was like, <laughs> I know I'm like overpronouncing. Surprisingly, I know Arapaho. like weird, yeah. a weird amount. No, that's awesome. I don't know why. <laughs> so they, they even shared some territory with the Arapaho. Um, so yeah, the shit. Arapaho, goddammit. Arapaho. <laughs> I already forgot. Okay. <laughs> the Cheyenne were very religious and ceremonial. They performed a, an elaborate sun dance, they smoked peace pipes. They Ooh, built houses. What was in it? What I don't. Was in it? it did not mention. Oh. I assume tobacco. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> her ears are up. Um, okay, so yes, and, and this I just left in because I thought it was so funny, and recognized special hats and arrows as being sacred. Wait, what? They just special hat. Yeah, but they didn't describe the oh. hats. They just like <laughs> they're special. Those are a special sacred hat. <laughs> Not to, I'm not like making fun of their culture. It's just the writing was humorous yeah. to me. <laughs> we never, we never are just, you know, we're never trying to disrespect anything. Oh, but we not. joke around. But we're, if you <laughs> don't like jokes, don't be here. If you don't Go like away. jokes, why are you listening to a comedy podcast yeah. about history? Okay. 
Look, I don't need to yell at you, but if I do, I will. Yeah. All right. So Cheyenne dog soldiers were a band of Cheyenne warriors who were known to fight to the death Mm. to protect their people. That's hot. I know. One had to perform incredible acts of bravery to join this honorable group. Um, So this kind of ties into that. The practice of counting coup... Um, prestige won through acts of bravery and winning against enemies. So mm. I, I believe the coup is like the, per, the, like the prestige and the act of counting coup is like totaling your prestige, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the greatest, at least that's how I interpreted it. Um, anyways, so yeah, the Cheyenne Indians and many of the Great Plains Indians use this. Uh, mm. So the greatest honor came from touching the enemy and then getting away unharmed. The enemy could be touched with a hand, stick, or some other object. Um, yeah, so like I said earlier, counting coup was practiced by Plains Indian tribes. Any, so, wait, any like enemy tribe? No, Plains settlers? Indian tribes. Yeah, oh, so oh, their oh, enemies, oh, whoever their enemy. enemy. If it was another tribe, if it was Tag your US, bitch. yeah, just like what <laughs> settlers? Literally, you just poke them with a stick. You're like, I have so much coup right now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the 18 when is this 1840 so she was born in 1844 but bam we're in the civil war oh damn <laughs> yeah so it is the u.s i was yes gonna say. it is the u.s damn. um because it's native americans um yeah okay because yeah. i because I, I was like if it's 1840s then it's still just like you know British settlers. Yeah, no, and that's that's exactly, I'll get into that a little bit. So um, the Civil War, which was from 1861 to 1865, um, and then, so then she survived that, right? Not any details about that, but um, then in 1870s, the Cheyenne, among other Native tribes, were caught in the crosshairs of colonization and westward expansion by those British colonizers. So... Mm -hmm. um pioneers miners and the army were all set on taking over the land of on the great plains that were inhabited by native americans including the cheyenne um so basically she had she had to deal with and her people had to deal with being attacked and seeing their people massacred um and then many native peoples were being forcibly taken from their lands and put in reservations Mm -hmm. so i'm just kind of setting the stage here for Buffalo Calf Road Woman, she emerges as, like, a badass warrior. Nice. And she, like, turns the tides in two major battles. So, the first one is the Battle of the Rosebud. And I'm going to give you guys some background on, like, kind of everything that was going on during this before we talk about her involvement. Because I, like, I was like, I don't know anything about this battle. So, yeah. Um, And I'm not great with, like war tactics and a lot of this was very dense and there's a lot of subtext that was like not involved in her story so i'm doing my best to kind of like give you guys the general outline but i'm not better a be battle the expert got, yeah so if someone someone expecting the best some nerdy person out there is like oh battle of the rosebud i know everything about that <laughs> If you're, listen, if you're a war historian and you're trying to pick this apart, kindly Leave. fuck off. Oh, that's, yeah, we're that just, works we're here for fun. Like this, it, it, the information's as accurate as it's going to be and we're telling it <laughs> and we're telling it as best as we can. Exactly. All right. Thank you. You know, um, some people don't know shit about nothing. So. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. All right. So. 
Um, the Cheyenne and Lakota tribes had been given a reservation in the Black Hills in Dakota Territory, which is nowadays Wyoming and Montana. Um, uh, I was going to be like North and South Dakota. No. <laughs> Stupid. I'm dumb. <laughs> yep. Not there. So only the U.S. government, only U.S. government officials were allowed on this land, obviously, besides the Native Americans and others could not trespass. So this was like their land set mm. aside for them. Oh, that's And you're not allowed to go on it. Which, um, yeah, okay, so then 1874, the U.S., we find out that there's gold in the Black Hills. Oh, here we go. Here we gold fucking go. Gold rush, selfish, crazy. Exactly. And so they want to buy the reservation back from the Native Americans. But obviously, there's been a lot of tumult, all of this, with the people coming to their land, making them move all over the place, all this massacre, violence, and they're like... Oh, you're going to take our land back now that there's gold on it? Yeah. Who's the real Indian givers here? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, at this point, we're over it. So we've been over it from the get-go. Right. So basically what um, uh, the the Battle of the Rosebud is, is that these guys. Is that. It's the Battle of the Rosebud. There was a Rosebud. People battled over it. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. So the goal um, of of this attack, basically, that I'm, we're going to get into was to find the Native Americans and then forcibly relocate them onto a different reservation because now they wanted their old one. Because now Rude. they want the gold. They want the gold. Um, okay. So Colonel John Gibbon came from the West. We got people coming from the West. General Alfred Terry and Lieutenant Colonel George Armstrong Custer... You might know him. I do know Custer. He came from From the Civil War, right? I think so. He was a Civil War general. Again, I'm not an expert on war. Okay. Okay. (laughs) General George Crook, he came from the South. So, and he was moving north from Fort Fetterman, which is located by what is now known as Douglas, Wyoming. Mm. So you basically have people coming from west, south, east. They're all converging on this like one point. I can already tell this is not going to go well. Yeah. Because there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they and they were, like, marching in columns. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyways. So, <laughs> wait, who was? All of these guys. Like, there was three different columns. And they were all kind of, like, coming towards, like, one direction. Because I think they were just trying to, like, sweep the and area. And they weren't... This was all, like, separate? They weren't talking to each other? No, I think they... I think this was, like, a planned maneuver. Oh. But, okay, yeah, so Crook and his forces, which included 993 cavalry and mule-mounted infantry, 197 civilian packers and teamsters, so I thought teamster was like, oh, okay, so they have a bunch of people from the union with them? I'm confused. Um, Have you heard of the teamsters union? It's like a huge union in America. Okay, anyway, so the term teamster is not, it originally was used to describe a person who drove a team of animals, usually mm-hmm. of oxen, horses, or mules, and they would, like, pull a wagon. Okay. So they had about 200 of those. And then this is just an interesting fact because there was another – there was a woman disguised among the Teamsters, and her name was – That would have been me, yeah. unless she's bad. Her name was Calamity Jane. Oh, I almost <laughs> did her. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> – you said uh, your other story reminded me a lot of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was a well-known American frontierswoman, sharpshooter, and raconteur, which is a colorful and animated storyteller. <laughs> 
So basically, <laughs> she was me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, anyways, maybe we'll do that a story. Literally, would have been us. Yeah, you can yeah. do her, and I'll do Bass Reeves. Yes, let's do it. Okay. So, uh, and then they had 65 Montana miners, three scouts, and this is my favorite part: five journalists. <laughs> You write everything Let, down. You need them. You need the war journalists. <laughs> yeah. What a cool fucking job, though. Right. I would love to do that. I know. Just like, I'm not... don't do the war, but just like take pics or whatever. Sure. Or I mean, I'll go do the war and you can take pictures of me doing it. <laughs> go rejoin. Deal. Just so yeah. you can take my picture. Deal. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, um, so his force reached the Tongue River, which is by present day Sheridan, Wyoming on June 8th. Um, Crazy Horse, who was a Lakota. I know him. Yep. So he was a Lakota warrior and leader. He warned uh, Three Stars, which was their name for Crook, that captain or whatever. Who he, what, he wasn't a captain. What was his title? General? Yes. Sorry. General. The General. Um, ba, 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 is it ba, ba, ba. Yeah, it is General. Okay. I just looked back up. So, yeah. So he, they call him Three Stars, I guess, if I'm interpreting this correctly. Is it a Three Star General? Yeah, well, that's just what they called him. I don't know if he was a three-star general. Again, I don't know about this stuff. <laughs> I'll look it up right now. He okay. could have been a three-star general, and that would make a ton of sense. I lost all of my notes. Well, okay, here we go. So, um, so yeah, so basically Crazy Horse, who had was kind of getting everybody to work together right now, and he, he was just a leader. He wasn't ever a chieftain or anything like that. Crazy Horse. Um, so, yeah, he threatened Crook three stars he said if you cross the tongue i'm gonna fight you <laughs> i'm a fight you i'm a fight you and well, me and my boys are gonna it fight you if this is the right is it george Green? that's him yeah i remember his he's a major beard. general and he's a two it's a two-star general. general so i don't know why they called him three stars because he's a two-star so they really need to get on that ranking system <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Go Anyways, ahead. so they're like, we're gonna fuck you up, and <laughs> <laughs> and they even launched a long distance attack and wounded two of their men. Um. So, Crook. This is funny because his name is Crook, and he like it seems like a like an asshole. Yeah. So he's, he's a, a Crook. Yeah, exactly. So he's a man known for quote using Indians to fight Indians. And, um, so his men waited near the tongue for several days for Crow and Shoshone warriors to join the army. Crow and Shoshone are some other Native American tribes. Mm -hmm. So on June 14th, 175 Crow and 86 Shoshone arrived. And the Crow and Shoshone were enemies of the Lakota and Cheyenne tribes. So Mm. they were like, fuck yeah, we'll get, we'll get them. We're ready to get this back in blood, baby. And so they warned Crook, the Crow and Shoshone did. They were like, Crook, look. <laughs> crook, look, look, crook. Um, the Cheyenne and Lakota are quote numerous as grass. So what? Numerous as grass. Oh. So they're saying like there's a fuck ton of oh. them. Um. So be careful. That's yeah. all they said. They're like they're numerous as grass. <laughs> there's a fuck ton of them. Yeah. So then Crook was like. We're going north. And guess what? Crazy Horse was not liking that. Oh, not a fan. <laughs> nope. So not a fan of that. He advanced northward beyond the tongue to the headwaters of Rosebud Creek. Here we are. Uh-oh. And he was going to battle with the Lakota and Cheyenne. So late that night, 
the Lakota and Cheyenne tribes set out from their village to go face Crook and his men. And they had about a thousand uh, men in their party. So they rode all night. They rested their horses briefly. And then they ran into Crook's uh, Crow and Shoshone scouts at around 8.30 a.m. on June mm. 17th. Thanks to the journalists. We know that. <laughs> Thank God they were there. We I would know nothing. That the whole time. We would know nothing. We wouldn't have known it was 8.30. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the battle lasted six hours, um, and the two sides were spread out over a moving battlefront that was three miles wide. Oh! Isn't that insane? That is long. Yeah, so the Lakota and Cheyenne were divided into several groups, as were the soldiers, as the battle went on. Um, the soldiers could fend off assaults by the Native Americans and could force them to retreat, but they could not catch and destroy them. (laughs) (laughs) Take care of business. Like, we can't get them. They're too fast. Which They're good. too numerous. Good, yeah. Wait, are those the numerous ones? Yeah. Okay, they're, they're just grass. Exactly. Because there was like a thousand of them. And uh, I think Crook total had like 1,254 guys. Yeah, I don't think that I added all of that up. Damn. So they were, they the Cheyenne and Lakota were outnumbered by about 250 people. Hmm. But, yeah. So, anyways, Captain Anson Mills, who was obviously there, had this to say about the Native American warriors. They were, this is my favorite part. They were the best cavalry soldiers on earth. In charging up toward us, they exposed little of their person, hanging on with one arm around the neck and one leg over the horse. Yeah, that's so cool. And firing and lancing from underneath the horse's necks so that there was no part of the Indian at which we could aim. Isn't that cool? <laughs> That's so sick. They're just yeah. like underneath yeah. their horses <laughs> and they can't even shoot them. They're like, yeah. damn it. Um, okay, so Chief comes in sight, who was a Cheyenne chief. Mm, <laughs> Mary's giving me a look. I know. That name. That's a I funny know. name though. That's a real funny <laughs> one. Okay. I know. I was trying so hard not to laugh. What is it? Comes on sight? No. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in sight. Okay, that's very funny. Yeah. Though. Okay, so like that. Belle's like her that. brother, and he. Wait, Belle? No, no, <laughs> that that was her brother. That was Buffalo Calf Road woman's oh, brother. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he had been wounded, and the sources kind of differed on this. One said that he had been wounded or stranded because his horse had been wounded. Aww. But either way, he was on the battlefield, like, struggling to get out. I'm sorry. And um, everybody, like, the, uh, the, at that point, the Cheyenne and Lakota had started to retreat. Oh. So, they're, everybody's retreating and the, this chief is being left behind, okay? But then out of nowhere... Riding like the wind, Buffalo Calf Road Woman comes out onto the battlefield, fearlessly scoops up her brother, and then takes him to safety on the back of her horse. She's like, brother. Brother. Um, That's her whole name, though? Yeah. I, like, just picked up on that. Buffalo Calf Road Woman. woman. Yeah. Well, I think that's what her name translates to. But like I said earlier, I think it was, I have to roll all the way back up. It should be Mutsimiuna. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that that was her whole and she was also known as like Brave Woman. Yeah. Um so she scooped up her brother. 
She scooped where him. She saved I him. He was injured. He was injured. So, um, her brave rescue rallied the Cheyenne forces and they defeated General George Crook. So it seems at first like, oh, she just saved her brother. But but seeing her perform that heroic act, everybody was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really raised the morale. Exactly. The morale was raised. So in honor (laughs) in honor of her heroics, um, the Cheyenne called the Battle of the Rosebud the fight where the girl saved her brother. Isn't that sweet? Um, the little girl saved her brother. She was a small, tiny woman. No. So <laughs> so Crook claimed that he had won because simply he had just been at the battlefield at the end of the day. But his actions spoke differently because he was worried about his wounded people. They didn't I have... I won. I won. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have enough supplies. So they immediately retraced their steps back to his camp near Sheridan, Wyoming, and then remained there waiting for reinforcements. So um, did he win? No, he didn't win. Did he win? I'll answer that he right was now. Like, no, he didn't. I'm still here. I was here the longest. I partied the hardest. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and then eight days later uh, was the Battle of the Little Bighorn, Ooh, and he, he didn't show up to that. Infamous battle. Yeah, he didn't show up, so whatever. So the Lakota and Cheyenne returned to the battlefield after his departure, and they piled up rocks at um, locations of the key events in the battle, and some of the rock piles that they built are still there. So go oh. visit them. I Where thought that was it? cool. Um, this would have been by the Rosebud River, wherever that was. Let's go. Let's take a trip. Now, oh, it's Wyoming, right? Yeah, it's Wyoming. Might as well. Let's go take a trip. I lived in Wyoming for two months. I loved it. I did not. Okay. So go back with me. All right, let's go. Let's God take da. a trip. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Okay, so now, Battle of the Big Little Bighorn. Of the Big Little Bighorn. Of the Big Little Big Little Big <laughs> Big Horn. Battle of Little Bighorn. The Big Little Battle of Biggest <laughs> Littlest Horns. <laughs> Were they big? Were they little? We don't know. The name's confusing. Okay, yeah. So, Battle of Little Bighorn. Or the Battle of the Greasy Grass, as the Native Americans termed it. Or Custer's Last Stand. (gasps) So, I didn't go too much into this one, because like you said, it's a little bit more popular. And we we get the idea of what's going on in... We get it. We we know why they're attacking (laughs) the Native American now. The Native Americans now. Just one. Just one. <laughs> Get him. He's <laughs> um, like, what did I do? Why like, just me? Why am I getting singled out? Your family and people are fine, but you are you not. You little bitch. Get over here, you fucking idiot. <laughs> he must have been a really good fighter because they needed a lot of guys to take him down. Okay, It anyways. wasn't. It was just like this really just nerdy. <laughs> He's just skinny dude. He's, He's like, like, what the fuck? fuck? Why am okay. I getting singled out? <laughs> what is wrong with us? Okay. So this was an armed engagement between combined forces of the Lakota, Northern Cheyenne, and Arapaho. Did I say it right? See. Okay. <laughs> Tribes. Uh, and um, so, yeah, it was Lakota, Northern Cheyenne, Arapaho working together. <laughs> someone's going to write in and be like, no, you're not saying it right. <laughs> it's Arapaho. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Um, okay. And then the 7th Cavalry Regiment of the United States Army was... Who was fighting them? So it took place June 25th to 26th, 1876. And it was along the Little Bighorn River in the Crow Indian Reservation in southeastern Montana Territory. 
Montanity. Yes. So the fight, again, was an overwhelming victory for the Lakota, Northern Cheyenne, and Arapaho, um, who were being led by several <laughs> major war leaders, inclu- including our boy Crazy Horse. Crazy House! So, the U.S. 7th Cavalry, which was comprised of 700 men, suffered a major loss under the command. (laughs) Major. It was major. Um, Under under the command of Lieutenant Colonel George Armstrong Custard. (laughs) Custard. I always want to say Custard. I know it's Custard. Oh, I was like, is this a new guy? No. Same Custard. (laughs) Yeah, no. So he was a breveted major general during the American Civil War. What's breveted mean? Breveted? I thought you would know. I have no idea. Okay, because he was breveted major general. <laughs> brigadier? I don't know. There's, bri- so it's brigadier. Well, maybe breveted major. means like, uh, like given the title of or something. Maybe it's just like a fancy word for that. Yeah, I don't know. Dude. That's I'm just using context clues to guess. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you would know. That's why I didn't look it up. Um, I don't. I don't know what. Brevet okay, means. so um, five of the seventh cavalry's twelve companies were destroyed, and Custer was killed at this battle. <gasps> Custer. He was killed. So the Northern Cheyenne, they have an oral tradition. So they're. Stories are passed down. Their history is passed down orally through the generations. And they had said that they were going to stay silent about this battle for a hundred summers. And they stayed They si- stayed silent for 130 summers, actually. And uh, in June 2005, they broke their silence about the battle. So in a public recounting of Cheyenne oral history of the battle... Tribal storytellers spoke of how Buffalo Calf Roadwoman played a pivotal role in the Battle of the Little Bighorn. So, the fight where the girl saved her brother, not far behind her, Buffalo Calf Roadwoman rode into the Battle of the Greasy Grass next to her husband, Black Coyote. Mm. She fought out in the open instead of taking any cover, and she stayed on her horse the entire time. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to look this up. I don't even know how to spell it. Oh, B-R-E. Yeah. V-E-T-T-E-D. Oh. Breveted. It's, I like the word. It sounds nice. Breveted. Oh, I'm simply breveted. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a warrant giving a commissioned officer a higher rank. There you go. It's like meritorious for gallantry. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so Buffalo Cat Road Woman is in this battle. With Black Coyote, she's on her horse. She's not taking cover. She's fucking fighting. Not taking cover, doesn't give a fuck. She's being a badass. So she's an excellent markswoman, but she used a club-like object to knock Custer off his horse. Wow. So she so fucking she took, took care of him? She took him down. So, and remember what we were talking about, counting coup? Yeah. Major fucking coup for her. Of course. Because she fucking... Yeah. Knocked him with a club. Knocked him right out. <laughs> she must have had fucking big muscles. Yeah. Big muscles, yeah. huh? She said, nope. So it's unclear um, what happens next, but according to the Northern Cheyenne, Buffalo Calf Road Woman and other Cheyenne and Sioux Woman finished off Custer. Damn. And the other cav- cavalry soldiers right after the battle was over. So there was just women 
all over him, like, we're gonna kill Not you. Not in the good way. <laughs> Not in a good Not way. Not in the good way. <laughs> but in, I mean, it was good for them. Good for them. Not, so, yeah. not in the normal good way for him. So then, yeah, right <laughs> after the battle, they were going from soldier to soldier, finishing them off, taking things from them, and then remembering relatives that were killed by U.S. soldiers in previous attacks. Oh. So they were like... Going around, killing everyone, being like, ah, I miss my friends. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a lot to to handle all at once. Um, (laughs) I would be freaking out. So, yeah. Many of the details of her life. revenge, man. I know, right? They got it back in blood. They did. So, many. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Wild West. I won't shut the fuck up about it. Mary, I just want to say that many details of her life and exploits were not well known, at least us. Oh. All right. And in 1953, the a book called Cheyenne Autumn by Marie Sandoz describes her at the 1878 Battle of Punished Woman's Fork in Kansas. She describes her as having a gun in her hands, ready, the baby tied securely to her back. Whoa. <laughs> that poor baby's like, this is loud. No, it was a battle. It was a battle baby. I need earmuffs. Battle baby. I need ear it was like, let's go. <laughs> The baby was the one with the club. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Learn from his mama. Yeah. All right. So now we get into the bummer part of her life. So she was obviously constantly being chased by U.S. troops. And so Buffalo Calf Road Woman, Black Coyote, and the other Cheyenne in their group, um, you know, after being chased around all over the place, they had been relocated in the summer of 1877 to Indian Territory, which is present-day Oklahoma. And they were, like, reaching the point of starvation at this point. They're having a really hard time. Mm. So they didn't do well in the new territory. They missed their homelands. And um, so they joined the Northern Cheyenne Exodus, which is just, like, a departure. Um, And that happened from fall 1878 to the spring of 1879. 300 members of the tribe attempted to return home to their lands in the north. So, yeah, it starts to go downhill for her. Black Coyote started acting strange in this at this time. Um, um, yeah, he would fly into fits of rage, and he even pulled a gun on his own people. What? Um, yeah, so one action... What? I know. One action the fuck he is his problem? I mean, honestly, mental illness were not being treated at this point, <laughs> so... Oh, really? <laughs> I never have, would have guessed. I know, surprising, <laughs> surprising, I know. Um, okay, so... <laughs> One thing that he did, and Belle, Belle would have loved this. I, I can Belle would have loved this? I can tell you this right now. Belle would love this. So one action that he took Belle was... Belle probably would have fucked him. <laughs> Buffalo Cap Road Woman would not have allowed that. I don't Are think. Are you sure? I don't think so. All I don't right. think she would have been down for that. Well, so, I don't know. I don't know if her Cherokee man would have allowed it either, honestly. They were very committed to each other, I have a feeling. Okay. Oh. So... He stole a horse that belonged to the U.S. Army. She would have loved it. Exactly. She loved stealing horses. <laughs> yeah. From the so man. then a tribal elder and chief named Black Crane was trying to confront him about it. And he was like, I'm going to kill you. So he, just, <laughs> he shot him. <laughs> he shot him and he died. <laughs> um, Awful. The only way to deal with your problem. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like what I just did? Die over it. Um. So I'll go yeah, ahead and kill you now. After that, her, uh, Buffalo Calf Road Woman and her family, around nine people total, were exiled from the tribe of Cheyenne. So they're trying to get back uh, to their homeland. Fucking her Me- husband. Yeah. Meanwhile, they all they're like, get out of our uh. tribe. So 
Um, so, <laughs> so then Black Coyote and two other Cheyenne men, um, then they attacked two U.S. soldiers who were repairing a telegraph line in Montana. Just that, out of nowhere? Yeah, they were just like, <laughs> I mean, you just ha- like fucking out of control. <laughs> but you have to think, too, like, how much they had probably suffered at the hands of U.S. soldiers. And then if he has having a mental break, like, he's flying to these, like, I mean, listen. Murderous fits of rage, you know? <laughs> sure. Both sides didn't like each other, though. So Believe I, me. I, think I they, feel like they should have. I lo- think they all looked at each other that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'm just so... saying. I'm just saying. So he attacked two. They were just repairing a telegraph line. <laughs> it makes me sad. I'm like, they were just doing their boring old I job. Know. They're like, another day in Montana. Just repairing a telegraph line. Yeah. They're so like, get them. Anyways. Get em. Only one of the men died and um they were soldiers they came from fort Kirk. huh fort Kirk. <laughs> fort Kirk. what am i looking at <laughs> from the just look at the fort do you know what that fort is Kyo. <laughs> it, lo- <laughs> it looks like Kyog. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally k-e-o-g-h so you know why I'd i'm being Kyo. weird Fort Keogh. So, um... I'd say. So soldiers... I don't think that exists anymore. Soldiers came from Fort Keogh. And they hunted... (laughs) uh, Just keep talking. Yep. (laughs) God damn it, Sorry. (laughs) I'm getting agitated. Okay. Let me say this again. So they attacked the soldiers. One of them died. Then some other soldiers came up from Fort Keo and they hunted her and her family down. So five days later, April 10th, 1879. Almost my birthday. She and her family were captured, but it wasn't her that she didn't do any of this. This was all right. Black Coyote. So Black Coyote was in possession of the slain soldier's belongings. <gasps> and so he that's and the evidence. I know. <laughs> that's evidence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he and the two, uh, the two other guys were arrested, tried, they were tired. <laughs> they were Fuck ar- you. <laughs> they were arrested, tried, convicted, <laughs> and then... He wa- was tired, though. His brain was, like, not there. I know, his brain was tired. I'm sure mine would be, too, in that situation. So, yeah, and then they were sentenced to death by hanging, which I did not want to say while we were laughing. No. <laughs> All right, yeah, so well, I mean, I'm sure the army was fucking livid at that point. Yeah, they probably were. So then, a month later, um, May of 1879, Buffalo Calf Road woman she succumbs to diphtheria, which was known as the white man's coughing disease. I don't know what that is. Diphtheria. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was gonna like look it pneumonia, up, maybe, or but something again, like- I. Th- thought you would know (laughs) rebecca you're just fucking (laughs) setting me up for failure no i'm sorry uh i did look it up briefly and yeah it's just like a disease we have um we get vaccinated for it. yeah we have vaccines for it now so i had to get it when my niece was born a serious infection of the nose and throat that's easily preventable by a vaccine except not (laughs) in the 1870s yes asshole google oh Buffalo yeah. Cav Rome woman could not have easily prevented this. Mm. Let's just put that out there. So then Black Coyote heard about this. And this is why I say I think they loved each other. He heard that she died and he hung himself in prison. Wait, who did? Black Coyote. Oh, I thought he already died. No, he was sentenced oh, shit. to death by oh, hanging. He hung himself. But then he just hung himself. He's uh, like, let's just get it over with. 
He's like, you think you're going to take my life? I don't fucking think so. Well, I was thinking about it and I was like, I bet like while she was alive. How did he find out about it? I'm sure somehow. Telegraph. Yeah, I'm sure somehow. But I was like, probably while she was alive, he had like a hope of like maybe getting out, maybe escaping, you know, and then once she died, like that. You're kidding me? Prisons back then? Yeah. Awful. Every day. Every day. So, nobody knows exactly where she was buried, but the Cheyenne customs at the time were to bury the dead immediately in the nearby hills. So, it is believed she may be buried in the hills in what is present-day Miles City, Montana. Um, And then the last little bit I have about her is that she has been the subject of at least one prize-winning novel by Rosemary and Joseph Agonito. It's called Buffalo Calf Roadwoman, the story of a of a warrior of the little big horn. Cool. Of the littlest big little horn. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so that's everything I have about her. Super cool. Yeah, I it it was kind of frustrating because it was like just those few battles where she did yeah. like the badass yeah. stuff and not a lot about her life. But I still thought it was worth mentioning because like, I mean, she changed those two battles. Yeah. And it's like, just because we don't know a lot about her doesn't mean that she's not important. No, I feel like that's like most people though like you don't True. really hear about their yeah. everyday shit right no one gives a fuck well and I've then you hear about like yeah. the awesome shit yeah they did the cool the stuff crazy they do shit yeah they did, and exactly that's how you know them so. yeah yep and <laughs> sure sure thing Shoot, that's correct I was say something that's why i was like <laughs> yep yeah because i was like floating a thought oh i'm sorry and then you started heckling me and i forgot my thought <laughs> About her, like, teen years or something? No, no, it was nothing about her teen years. Just crazy shit people do. no, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, because I've heard of General Custer, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I'd never heard that it was, like, basically a woman who felled him. No, I never heard that either. Yeah, exactly. So, and I was like, I bet Mary knows a little bit about this battle. Yeah. I bet she liked the storm. I did like it a lot. I bet the fans are loving it. (laughs) I'm sure they loved us. This was very... We were laughing, at least I was. Sorry. <laughs> I know. We were having such a good time. We hope you had yeah, fun, too. That was really good. That was a great story. I liked good it a lot. Good story. I love that we both had, like, Wild old, old-timey Wild West women. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Okay. Yeah. So, this has been A Swig of History. I'm Rebecca. I'm Mary. Where can you find us? At A Swig of History on Instagram. You can find us Facebook group called A Swig of History. And... You can email us. You yes. can email Rebecca. I'm not going to answer. Yes, you, you can just email kidding. me. I'm kidding. I'm very sweet and kind and nice. I'm and kidding. Generous. Um, what's her email address? It's um, a swig of history <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> nice and simple. I was like, and what's our podcast name again? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, follow us on Instagram. Send us emails. Join our Facebook group. Like our pictures. Give us validation. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We'll see you next week. See you next week. And we're out.